what are these people doing? They, they've got a group of friends together and they're like praying in their house where they've sung some songs. Here's some guys putting oil on the, the, a doorway. I mean, do these people think that God sees what they do and cares? I mean, who actually believes that there are evil spirits that can take over physical objects and that somehow praying and making spiritual declarations can actually cleanse a property and consecrate it for God's purposes. Does anybody believe that? I do. Hi, I'm Steve. For nearly 30 years, I've been a pastor and disciple maker, and what I really love doing is helping guys be better followers of Christ and better leaders at home. I'm Mark, a certified financial planner with an MBA and an Ivy League degree who wants to make sure you're making the smartest money decisions possible. And this is Abraham's Wallet. Join us weekly and create a culture in your family of multi-generational prosperity, spiritually, relationally, physically, intellectually, and financially. Run your home and your dough like a biblical boss. If part of our job as believers is to say, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and if it's true that everywhere our footsteps go, we're supposed to be taking the presence of the kingdom of God with us, the aroma of his kingdom everywhere we go, then it makes sense why one of the most common questions that we have received from listeners over the years has been regarding how do we consecrate physical property? So whether that's your home and you've got a new place and you want to make sure that it is dedicated to the Lord, or you've got a business and you want your physical property to be cleaned of anything that was in it before, we do believe the Bible teaches us that um, spiritual entities can occupy physical spaces. So we think it's a good idea to cleanse something, clean it out, and certainly when something is given to God for the first time, uh, you can think of when someone chooses to give their life to Jesus, the biblical, one of the biblical moves there is to baptize in water because you're setting them apart for his purposes. And I'll just throw out a couple of definitions for you. One is what holiness is. To, for something to be holy means that it is set apart for God's purposes. And Another definition would be consecrate. So consecrate is when you take something that is otherwise common and you make it holy. That is to say, you dedicate it to God's purposes. For instance, in the temple, you would make a spoon and the spoon was going to be used um, in the uh, Levitical priest's ceremonies. Well, when the spoon was made. It was just a common spoon, but there was a consecration of those things. And that meant these will only ever be used for God's purposes. And once they're done with their usefulness, they will be destroyed because they'll never be used for common purposes. That is consecration. So when we want to uh, consecrate a physical space, um, whether it's your home, and I personally think everyone should do this with their home or whatever property you're in charge of, 
How do we do that? Well, I'm glad to report that God thought that through and he gave instructions in Exodus chapter 30 to Aaron the priest and told him, here's what I want done. He even gave him a recipe for making anointing oil. In practice, you could use vegetable oil if you want. We like to use olive oil because it's, you know, it's biblical and um, there's a connection to Israel. But clearly in God's economy, uh, property it can be anointed, land can be anointed, and people get anointed as well. You can think of when David was anointed to be king, and when someone feels a calling of God on their life, whether it's for marriage, if it's to go off to college, whatever a new calling in someone's life, we like to anoint. We think that's a good that's a good practice. You might remember in James chapter five. There's an instruction that if anyone is sick, let him call the elders over and they should, anyone, anoint them and they will get well. So to anoint something is to, again, say this belongs to God. One of the most common references that people uh, remember is Psalm 23. It says, you anoint my head with oil. And for a sheep to have its head anointed... Um, it covers any scratches or blisters, fills those in for healing. It also prevents uh, flies from from living there, laying eggs, etc. And it just covers over any disease or illness. So, anyways, that's my that's my short reasoning for why this is a good thing. And most people are bought in. They they like the idea of doing it. They just want to know how do you do it. So I'm going to talk you through that by using an example, something that happened recently, and I happened to pull out my phone and take some video. My friend Ross, who's been on the podcast before, talking about how God birthed a business in his home, his business has grown to the point that it's moved out of his house, and he now has a property that's just for the business. He actually splits it with his father-in-law, who also runs business out of this uh, building. So they together wanted to have a, a a party that was like a consecration party. I don't know. They, I don't know. They called it that, but it was let's dedicate this building. So I got invited to that. Um, and the first little clip I want to show you is Ross just sharing his heart. And as he tells this story, uh, one thing that was left out before I started recording was that there was a strip club that had moved into his uh, hometown of Blue Ash, Ohio. And his heart, he was grieved at seeing that and just said, we, we got to get this out of our town. And that, and that business was right beside, if not on the very property where his business is now. So you're going to hear him talk about that. Um, and then he'll go into a little prayer. Um, I just said, in Jesus' name, not in my city. Um, I don't know how much of a difference that made or how much I did um, and all that, but within two or three months, that place was out of business. The wind blew that uh, the sign down, and um, I felt like the Lord was bringing that back to my mind because um, this place is the opposite of that. We're going to drive a stake in this land, 
and it's going to be for his kingdom and his purposes and it's not going to just be for our generation but it's going to be for the generation to come and the generation to come after that um and so that's what we want to do here tonight is we just want to um soak this place in some praise bless it and um claim it for the lord and then the other thing that the lord's really been pressing on my heart is um he gave me this vision of um, Revelations 4, where the elders go before the throne, and every time they um, they worship, they throw their crowns down at the foot of the, uh, the throne. And I feel like the Lord was just telling me that you don't ever, I felt like what he was saying to me was that you don't ever want the, the crown to stop. Like the Lord's crowning you as a son. He's continually crowning you as a son. And um, and then we're turning the crown right back over to him because everything that we have is his. And so part of tonight, what I want to do is I just want to throw it all back to the Lord because it's all his. And I just want to, um, as you guys as witnesses and... Um, for my children to see that everything that we've worked for, we've worked hard for, but ultimately it's his. And he can do with it what he pleases. He can bless it how he pleases and sees fit, but ultimately it's all his. So I'm just, we want to both come together and just throw this whole thing at his feet and uh, tell him thank you for what he's given us thus far and commission him to do whatever he sees fit. So, Lord... I thank you for this time. I thank you for these people that you've put into our lives. I ask that your spirit would be here. I ask that everyone would feel your presence and that we would tangibly feel the presence of the Lord here tonight and that it would sit here and it would rest here and that people that would come in, in and out of these doors would feel your presence and that their lives would be changed just from walking inside the door. I ask that lives would be healed, restored, and uh, made whole. And I ask that, Lord, that you would drive a stake down in this property, in this land, for generations to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So that's Ross sharing his heart on the on the whole deal. I, I hope the background music didn't distract you. As you can hear, the room is full of people. There were probably 40, 50 people there that night, along with kids. They catered it. They made it a really fun celebration. And um, when I was there, I think I brought like a jug of olive oil with me and uh, grabbed a buddy. Um, and we went to the corners of the property. So that's something that you will want to do is claim the corners of the property representing the extremities of the property and anoint those places. And this is a practice that I learned that as you're kind of, a, so, you know, just pour out a dollop of oil on these corners, on the ground, and just make the declaration. Whatever was in charge of this before, there's a new regime in town, and I'm taking responsibility for this land, and this land is for the purposes of God, all the way out to this corner, and I'm anointing it as a way of signaling consecration to God. Um, not, Psalm 91 is a really common, good passage to read because it talks about the enforcing kingdom of God and the ramifications of that. So this next clip I'm going to play you is going to show me reading Psalm 91. 
Um, you'll notice a guy walk through the frame uh, a little uncomfortably, no problem. <laughs> and you'll also notice that I'm anointing the doorposts and the lintel of the of the door. That is the the kind of frame that goes over the top of the door. That's a biblical thing to do. So what we just do as a practice is we look for places of entry into a property. So that could be a driveway or a sidewalk. An entry could be um, doors and windows. Entry places are also um, wireless routers, right? Uh, monitors in the home. And what we want to say is these things will not be used for some evil purposes and some holy purposes. No, we're saying they'll all be used for God's purposes. So, um, all right, let's go to this clip and you'll see me uh, praying over a doorway. And the lintel, the those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him because he will rescue from every trap. So, Lord, we, in agreement with Ross, we know that Ross is really in charge of this property. And in agreement with him, we, we claim that every stick and every brick of this place, every stone, belongs to you. All of this property, all the way from where we're standing out to the road, it all belongs to you. And this is the main entrance into this property. So we bless this entrance as being the habitation of God. And we ask God that when people walk through these doors, they would experience redemption. Um, these things that you say in Psalm 91 about protection from evil, people would feel a refuge from evil on this property and in this place. We ask that it would start with Dan and it would start with Ross. That they themselves might be have a refuge here. They might experience your presence in your kingdom. And we just uh, commit that this whole place, where Psalm 121 says, He will guard our comings and our goings from this time forth and forever. So I bless you to guard these men as they come and go from this place, guard their thoughts, guard their emotions. Um, All right, last little clip I've got for you today is you're going to hear my friend Michael. We're inside Ross's office space. So you're going to hear a particular kind of prayer in the office space. When we go into a home and we want to do a really thorough job, we're going to each space and pray for the, the activity that happens in that room. So we'd go into bedrooms. We'd pray for peace. Um, we, we'd ask that there'd be dreams that are from the Lord in these bedrooms, insights from Him, comforting words from God as children sleep, etc. We might go into a living room or a kitchen and bless the unity of the family and their interactions together, etc. So in this office space, I think you're going to hear um, Michael's going to read a psalm, um, part of a psalm, and then I'm... I, some of us are going to pray, I think I do, about what happens in that office. So we're praying for good ideas. We're, we're praying for Ross's integrity as he does his job. And 
something that we commonly do is consider what would be the temptations or how would the enemy want to use this? So if we're praying over a financial practice, we would say there's not going to be any greed here and everything's going to be doing and done in an upright way. Um, I used to own a hair salon and so we would just pray. We're not going to worship beauty or act like um, the surface is all of there, all that there is of someone we want to take beauty as a gift that God gives to to glorify him etc so I always think that's a good that's a good practice especially if you know that something uh, untoward has been uh, in place in a property uh, beforehand um, where you could say it, whoever lived here before um, they there might have been bitterness or anger and we just, cast those things out. They're not going to be present here. Again, there's a new regime. It's the peaceful kingdom of Jesus. We're going to be a hospitable family. We're going to be someone who receives others. We're going to be discerning about how we take in the world, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, one last clip. Here you go in Ross's office. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on the stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras, and you will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Lord, we bless uh, this office. We ask that uh, you would guide Ross and his business doings, that you would give him integrity and righteousness and the character and aroma of Christ, that you would keep his mind clear and his intentions good as he conducts his business from this area. In Jesus' name, amen. I hear in that song over and over that you will rescue and you will protect. And we just want to confess that you've protected five daughters to this point. You've protected Dan's business feelings. We ask that you protect all of Ross's plans as he works in this room. And Lord, that this room will be a habitation for you. That you'd be comfortable in this room. And that you would give your son ideas to execute your work and that he would know how to deal with people, whether it's his own team or vendors or clients, people that he answers to or people that answer to him, that he'd be shrewd and wise, just and gracious. We ask that you give him multiplication for everything that he does. I ask that every um, every house plan that he lays out, he'd actually be planning out five houses when he's designing a house and be able to duplicate these things, duplicate work. We ask, Lord, that you protect him and rescue him from men with evil designs, from competitors who want to uh, undercut him or harpoon him. We ask that you make a way for him and that there be favor for him, that you bring clients to him that would say, we want you building for us so much. We don't care what the timelines are. We don't care what the price is. We want you. We ask that kind of favor to rest on five daughters 
we ask it to rest even on this property, Lord. That when people walk in this property, if they were unsure about Ross, they walk in this property and they become certain. And they go like, I know i got to have this guy. So we thank you for your promise in Psalm 91 of rescue and deliverance, and we trust in it, Lord. I also just uh, just kind of common practice when we're anointing the place. So this is the main entrance into this space. I presume you'll be looking out of this window. Um, the command is that you're to write God's word on your heart and on the doorposts of your heart and the door, doorposts of your home. So we, we just want to say that there is nothing allowed to come in or out of this room that Jesus isn't the king of. So even the thoughts, as Ross stares out the window and daydreams, trying to get an idea, who could I call? What could I do for this deal? That even the, even the, the openings of this house would be directed by the Lord. So Jesus, we just want to make it so explicit that this is your space, that this is your office. We, we want you to be the one that regulates and manages every coming and going in this space. That nobody would come into this space that you don't want here, that everybody that you do want here would come into this room. And there's not going to be any spirits that come in or out that you don't want. So we just, we just, um, I just want to say that there won't be a spirit of materialism that exists here. There won't be a spirit of greed here. There won't be a spirit of avarice. There won't be a spirit of lying here. There won't be a spirit of competition here. Um, this is just going to be a free space where the Spirit of God and His justice and His wisdom live here. So I hope all of that gives you a good feel for what what it would be like to do this. And obviously, I didn't I didn't uh, walk around the edges of the property um, videoing you know, me in the dark. Um, but you can imagine that easily enough. And again, I encourage you to do this. To It's it's a biblical practice. It's kind of fallen on deaf ears for some time. I'm not sure why. But we want to reclaim uh, this practice, and we want to reclaim all of our physical property for the sake of the king. It's very exciting for me to consider the thousands of Abraham's Wallet families um, reclaiming property all over the earth, literally all over the earth, and saying the king is going to reign here, and we're going to observe his Sabbath here. We're going to observe what he tells us to do about money. We're going to observe um, his statutes as far as roles in the family goes, because we know that God's good and his ways are best. So I bless you in, in um, chasing these things down, and uh, if you're interested, I'm going to leave you with another video, here's a link.